Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Vanessa Rubio. I play Carmen on Cobra Kai. And you are listening to Cobra Kai Companion. And remember to do what you do best. Fight, but show mercy. Welcome back to another episode of Cobra Kai Companion. I'm Peter. I'm Brianna. And you guys, we have another interview returning for her third time, Vanessa Rubio, who plays Carmen. Hey, Vanessa. Hey. You nice look to be gorgeous. Here with you. Peter and Brianna, thank you. Yeah, finally nice to like see you face-to-face. Uh, the last you know two times you've been on has, has been audio, so um, this is very pleasant for me. Yes. <laughs> anyway how have you been 2020 started off bad for a lot of people but especially for you i i think uh kind of kind of a little known thing unless people really follow you what um you know health wise last year yeah i mean well yeah 2020 we all marched into 2020 like this is gonna be a great year and then i was like oh my god um yeah i i did end up getting sick with covid around late March, I was in New York at the time, and basically half of my building got it. Um, we all admitted it to each other later, like later in the year, which was kind of funny. But yeah, it wasn't pleasant to get, but thankfully, um, I got rid of it in like two weeks just on my own. And um, yeah, so I'm here, but it really did give me a lot of gratitude for my body, my health, uh, and being able to do what I love, which is which is acting. So... Was that any sort of like eye opener that uh, you're going to kind of take yourself, um, you know, kind of take more safety precautions or anything? Uh, how did that affect you and impact your life? Um, yeah, I guess so. I kind of went through, I guess, all the motions that we all collectively were going through, like uh, confronting fear and, you know, how to how to navigate this new system. But uh, it did really give me impetus to to make moves. You know, I moved to California last year. Uh, I was a little hesitant and scared to move during the pandemic, but I was like, you know what, if I learned anything from being sick with it, it's like, you just got to take every day as it is and, and make those moves that you want to make no matter how hard it is, because, you know, you, you might be stuck in bed and not be able to do it. And we all know that sucks, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that leads actually to into my question. Your Instagram, especially since you've been sick, is one of the most peaceful, inspirational, spiritual Instagrams I follow. Um, and it's just, I, I just I love it when you post because you're so positive. And I was just wondering, do you are you a spiritualist? Do you consider yourself a spiritualist or is there a particular school of thought that you follow? Um, I don't know exactly what a spiritualist is, but I do, I am spiritual. Yeah. Um, for sure. I just kind of go with my own guidance system and I often do this. I place my hand over my heart to like, you know, center and, and be in the moment. Um, yeah, I just try to, to, 
I guess, be guided in the moment and, and not think about it too much because I think if we talk about it, we put ourselves in a box. So I just kind of try to be true and, and be positive and, um, uh, uh, I guess, uh, enable movement, you know, because I definitely experience where I'm like, if I'm not moving or I'm not, you know, uh, working with my energies, I get stagnant and then I get all confused. So, um, yeah, I just try to keep it positive. I love doing, um, meditation. Meditation really helped last year a lot. I'm definitely into crystals. I bring them with me to set all the time. Uh, Epsom salt baths. Yeah, I guess it's kind of like a journey of taking care of one's own system and able to show up as your best self. Um, and what else? I do love kundalini yoga. I haven't done it in a while, but I do know that that is a, a practice that I love. That's uh, I think it's a well, well, what's also amazing of Vanessa is that Brianna is very Instagram is very foreign to her. So for her to even like find your account and look at your stuff, I think it's amazing <laughs> in itself. Um, now, uh, obviously, the move from YouTube to Netflix has been huge. We've seen you everywhere. EW, Nocturnal, um, just a, a variety of news outlet. Uh, can you share that experience and what it's been like, uh, you know, just going on all these interviews, but also share the experience with speaking with Mario Lopez? <laughs> oh, my God. I totally fangirled on Mario Lopez. Um, yeah, I just wanted to, again, like I knew season three was coming out and I was navigating these new waters of, of being in the public eye. You know, so I was like, okay, I need some help with this. So I hired a really great team to help me out. And just to be able to like, I saw it as like surfing, you know, even though I'm not a surfer, I was just like, I just got to ride this wave out and, and be there, you know, uh, be accessible. So we did a lot of really great interviews and Peter, you know, you've been, you know, following the show since they, it was on YouTube. So, you know, like how it has grown and how different it, it's taken on these new um, these new, new forms. So yeah, doing all those interviews was really a lot of fun, very new for me, but I, I was like, okay, I can learn how to do this, let's go. And this, of course, I called it like the Mario Lopez day when they told me that I was gonna be interviewed by Mario Lopez. I was like, oh, he's still my heart. Uh, I just grew up on Saved by the Bell, so I had to get that out of the way yeah. <laughs> in order to actually do the interview, you know? Oh, I know. I, yeah, I could I could not imagine. I, I, I get that feeling. Um, the one time we were lucky enough to talk to Ralph, I was like muted half the time because I couldn't breathe. I was like completely yeah. speechless. Um, it, it just yeah, when you're when your childhood crush is right in front of you talking to you, it's like, oh, my God, no, this is not right. This should not be happening right now. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to like admit it at first. You're like, I am incredibly nervous. OK. <laughs> 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 um, completely off topic question. I am so glad to be able to talk to you because I have wondered this since the first time I saw you on Cobra Kai. Do you do anything special with your hair? Because I have that massive curls and I cannot control them. I've tried curly girl method, but it just, it doesn't work. So what do you do with them? How do you make them look like that? She was late to our meetup in Atlanta because of her hair. I was. I probably, yeah. Oh, oh, oh no, no, no. Brianna. Brianna. Yeah, I okay. was too. Like, yeah. Um, yes. 
no, curly hair is another level. Struggle. Yeah, it's like we, we show up with the curls and you just don't know. It took us like an hour and a half, two hours to do it. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's a thing for sure. Uh, but props to the hair and makeup team, which take care of me on set. It's always a little bit of a thing. You know, it's like you have to really get somebody who knows how to do the curls and then, you know, be able to teach somebody or kind of get your hands in there yourself and do it. Um, it's just a lot of different products. I'm sure you know, Brianna. Oh, it's yeah. Like- the, the gel, the curl cream, the mousse, the, yep, the whole thing. And yep. the different treatment of it. I always say, like, curly hair, and it's a mess today, but um, curly hair is like, it's material. It's like pottery, if you ever did pottery, or, like, you have to, like, pay attention to how you how you touch it. Right. Because it's very reactive. So, yeah, I've tried different methods, too, but uh, my favorite so far has been using a microfiber towel. Okay. Okay. I will definitely get one of those. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've been doing the T-shirt thing, which is a little thick, and it takes so long to dry because the T-shirt's so thin. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Microfiber towel. I got to get me one. Thank yeah. you. Um, I'm, I'm taking mental notes for Penny's hair if it ever starts to curl up. Um, So last year you were featured in another Netflix show, Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. Uh, I believe it was about five episodes. Um, Can you share your experience on that show? It was great. They had a really wonderful and very generous production up in Vancouver. I mean, uh, it's probably the most... Um, what's the word, uh, integrated kind of production I've ever been on. Like they, they're just, they were just such such a family and, um, coming together to work and put out wonderful, um, episodes. It was great. They really embraced us. They had like game nights for the new cast members to get to know the, the, uh, core cast members. And it was wonderful. It was a really nice experience. Kiernan, I always say, Wow, she she really does a wonderful, wonderful job of, of leading a whole production, like beyond. So it was a really good learning experience, and I got to dance with a snake, a boa constrictor. I've seen pictures of that. About 35, <laughs> 40 pounds. So yeah, I really had to step up to the plate on that one, but it was a beautiful experience, and um, thank God I'm not afraid of snakes, you know. I can say you channeling your inner that. Brittany a little bit there, right? No, <laughs> so, totally. I, I, I was Googling and watching all the snake dances on the internet. <laughs> uh, now, didn't they do something with your nails, too, for, for that character? Uh, wasn't it kind of snake-like, I recall? It was. And I know you pre- you're a detail-oriented person. I'm sure you saw in Cobra Kai, there was one scene where I had really long nails. Um, and that was because I was filming. Um, I was going back and forth uh, to balance the two. But yeah, they had like, actually, they, they did something incredible. They took the shed snake skin of the snake I worked with and embedded it into my nails, into fake nails, uh, which was incredible, but also very frustrating because I'm not a nail person. So at first I was like, how do I take off my contacts? This is crazy. <laughs> So a little a learning curve for sure, but it was it was also amazing. 
quite amazing. I felt like I had a weapon on me all the time. Uh, typing with acrylics is just <laughs> pure hell because you're hitting the wrong keys all the time. And yeah, I get my I get my nails done like once a year for con when conventions are a thing. I'll, I'll get my nails done and then I'll go home and take them all off. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sabrina, I do believe, is the only show that's ever been sued by the Church of Satan. So congratulations <laughs> on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the the bad news is you guys got canceled, didn't you? Yeah, they did. I mean, I uh, was just part of part three, so it wasn't you know it doesn't um, affect me too much. But uh, yeah, they did. They I guess they you know that's just how it works out, and it's always working out for the best. That's what I say. So I'm sure uh, you know everybody's moving on to other productions. And my husband watches that show and he's just floored because he watched Mad Men too. So he has literally watched her grow up since she was like six years old. And she's so good. Just she's like so amazing. Amazing. And, and all around amazing. It's, it was a wonderful um, experience to be on a set with, with her because she just leads a set so well and she's so young and it's, it's very beautiful to see. She's got a hell of a career ahead of her. Absolutely. It, it reminds me of like people watching Sholo on Parenthood, you know, and see him grow that. to be. He was so cute. Yeah, Victor yeah. is so adorable. Right. Victor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very much. Like that. Yeah, I've, it's, it's I've seen, always. I've just seen clips. I, I think I got to see a whole episode. Oh, he's so good. He was so it, it, It's like he was eight or nine. Um at the time, I forget exactly how old he was, but it was like one of his first acting roles. And he is surrounded by like Dax Shepard, Bonnie Bedelia, you know, all these, uh, uh, Craig T. Nelson, huge. And he just fit right in. It was just like the most natural thing in the world. It was amazing. Yeah. That kid's amazing. That uh, yeah. Sholo's just he freaking really awesome. Is. He really is. Uh, hilarious too. Um, I don't know if you saw, but we, we finally got to speak to him a few months ago. Oh, no, um, I didn't Yeah, it was just, uh, it was September. So, um, <laughs> right before, wait, no, no, at that time, um, seasons one and two had already gone to, to Netflix. Yeah, it was a few weeks uh, after yeah. seasons one and two right. were out. Um, and but, he was starting uh, to surf the wave of, uh, teenage heart throbdom. So there were a lot of like 14 and 15 year old girls in the oh, chat yeah. the night he was there. Yeah. From like, yeah, all, all of Brazil, what was on the, uh, in the chat, like we, we couldn't keep up, but also we couldn't like read any of it. <laughs> uh, we, we had uh, Hazart, who's the Brazilian artist. He was trying to um, help translate for some of the Brazilian uh, viewers uh, during that. I thought that was pretty funny. That's cool. Yeah. Brazil is a big Cobra Kai fan base for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I just, um, there's a Peter fan <laughs> that just found me from Brazil. Oh, my God, um, Peter. Yeah, yeah, I, I was uh, very flattered, uh, some of the things she said, and they have no filters, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> um, but but more, more, on, more on Vanessa here. Um, recently, I have not seen this yet, but uh, just a few days ago at the time of this recording, uh, you were also on another Netflix show called Bonding. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, what can you tell us about that show? Because I've seen some of your um, pictures lately of like your wardrobe and stuff. You look very fantastical, you know. So yeah, yeah. T tell us about bonding. Bonding was uh, 
a really great experience to film. We shot it January 2020, so right before lockdown, uh, in New York. And it's um, it's an amazing, amazing show because um, writer Doyle, who wrote it and directs, I think, all of the episodes, produces it. I mean, he does an amazing job. It's, I think you'd really enjoy it, Peter. It's um, okay. They're like 20-minute episodes, so you can binge it in a whole night. But he really takes such beautiful liberties with um, with just being an artist and being a director. You know, it's like I particularly enjoy seeing that when I see that the director's having fun with the medium of filmmaking. Um, so he really does, and it's about uh, his own experience, based on his own experience of being a bodyguard for his friend who was a dominatrix. So it has a really quirky tone and. Uh, my character kind of just comes in and, you know, <laughs> imparts some weird wisdom. Uh, but she's definitely a character who's still finding herself. You know, I think, oh, Brianna like, goes back to Brianna's question. She's She would consider herself a spiritualist, this character. Um, but she's also very lost. So uh, it's nice to see kind of he writes these characters which embody a lot of different aspects you know, a lot of polar opposites. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a quick watch. Uh, I would say watch it in one night, enjoy it. That definitely, definitely sounds like one to watch. I'm, I'm yeah. just sitting here yeah. trying to, to reconcile all those things in my mind and going, this has got to be like Sopranos level stuff, you know, as far as the writing and the, the interweaving all the characters and everything. So yeah. When Vanessa Rubio thinks that you'll like it, I'm going to watch it. I, I heard something about Dominatrix. Sure, I'm interested. <laughs> you are such a dude. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, uh, so other than yeah. the, you know, other than the, the move to California and having COVID, how have you entertained yourself during lockdown? Have you uh, been able to do any auditions, uh, pick up any roles with the, the, the new self-taping which I guess casting directors are like thinking about just going to in the future. Yeah, it's um, it's basically still self a lot of self tapes. I did get to audition a lot uh, in 2020, but I was also like I was going through the ups and downs of 2020, man. I remember I was like auditioning for the first time, self taping mm -hmm. after a long time, and just being like, how do I do this? Like, what am I even doing? It was interesting just to kind of hold my own hand and navigate with myself, you know, all of those different emotions. Um, but it's, it's definitely settled out into more normalcy now, especially after I moved to L.A. And, uh, yeah, it's just one of those things that, that actors do now. We just uh, I actually have to order a ring light and have it here just, just in case, you know, you just have to have your own setup. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah. The whole the way everything like the whole mechanism is just changing. And I guess Hollywood's rolling with the punches. Totally. Totally. I, I'm just happy that a lot of shows, uh movies even were able to kind of start start back up on production. So um we haven't obviously talked with like um John Josh and Hayden in a while, but I know that they were working on obliterated and so like we haven't heard the status on that and um, that was supposed to be set in Las Vegas, and the last I heard, Las Vegas wasn't doing too well either. Mm -hmm. uh, so, 
And they did yeah, get Plan B. John got Plan B completely right. filmed and ready to go. So that's coming out soon, too. Yeah. So I think we can transition into Cobra Kai uh, season three. Uh, first off, what has been the reception like from the fans uh, when that dropped for you? Oh, it's been so incredible. Really, I'm wonderful. Just like, you know, it's people love it and they don't. It's a genuine love which is really nice. They like care for these characters, which tells me I'm doing my job right. We're doing our job right, you know? Um, so it's been wonderful. Just, uh, and like I said, Brazil's really coming up. I think on my, on my Instagram, uh, like, you know, I, I look at the metrics and it's like most of the followers are from the U.S., but then the next one is Brazil. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Uh, so it's kind of, um, it put it on this worldwide status, which has been great. Hang on. I had a question and I lost it. <laughs> Where did it go? Where did it go? Are, are you looking for it? Or I got it. I got it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> We're cutting that out in post. Anyway. Um, so you started out, the show started out, of course, on YouTube. Peter and I, Peter since day one, me since day three. I watched it on May 5th. Um, so it was kind of this little big fish, small pond situation on YouTube, right? And those of us that watched it were devoted to it, trying to get other people to watch it. Um, but the audience was still pretty small. Um, with the move to Netflix, what, I mean, how does it feel to go from being on a show that gets, you know, 80 million views in a year to one that gets 80 million views in a week? Just that. That. <laughs> that. Uh, it's kind of like, like, whoa, you know, like, uh, but then I figured, I was like, you know, these, these large numbers, I, my mind can't really compute it, you know what I mean? So I'm um, just like, you know, just, it's just something that my mind is not meant to really wrap itself around and it is what it is. So let me just let it go. Um, but, you know, I try not to think about it too hard because then it'll kind of like, you know, freak me out or. I don't know. Just give my mind something else to think about. And I'm like, oh, you don't need that. So it'll be but it's the been biggest show in the world. You just don't think about it. Yeah. I think for me, like self care wise, I'm like, yeah, let's not think about that. Let's just uh, continue to do what we do. And, um, and it's beautiful. I mean, you know, when you, you have a creative idea or, or this, um, this project, which is such a group effort and it goes out into the world and it just like, transforms in this way you're just like wow you know you're you're kind of a fan too at that point <laughs> um i would imagine well i don't know we've heard different stories of how uh, people are reacting to actors out on the street are you being recognized at all i, I know with the mask sometimes it kind of helps uh, yeah i i think yeah that, exactly that 2020 I wasn't out too much. Uh, when I was, I would get recognized here and there, but people were very uh, respectful about it. And everybody still likes social distancing. So it's been pretty chill. I, I think the last time you came on, you mentioned uh, like somebody messaged you. was like, oh, I saw you on the train. And you're like, why didn't you just say hi? <laughs> or, Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, have you had any like really odd uh, interactions uh, out in public lately? No, actually, not, not too much, fortunately. Yeah. 
That's good. What 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 are you thinking about the um, amount of press that Netflix is having you guys do versus what YouTube did? It seems to be um, a whole hell of a lot more. YouTube yeah. kind of kept you guys like contained, and Netflix is pushing you everywhere. Yeah, Netflix has been you know they have fantastic team. Honestly, that kind of you feel. Um, taken care of and embraced by and if you have any questions there's people to ask so they have a really kind of streamlined way about it which makes it easier for you to do oh that's good i because that like the 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 promotional art and things like that um that it just so above and beyond anything netflix ever did or, or YouTube ever did rather totally and they have these beautiful like kits that they send out with um, you know, jackets, they send me a jacket and it was just like, they're really thoughtful and, and uh, like careful about it. Is this a new jacket and not the one that got stolen and replaced? Yes, Peter. <laughs> 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 I know, which somebody hand delivered to me. So I was like, uh-huh, I think this is good. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, with uh, with you coming back for season three and seeing everybody again, what what was it like uh, coming back for the third season? Um, you mean filming wise? Yeah, filming wise, just to kind of see everybody again. Amazing! It's always amazing. Um, season three, I was uh, toggling it with Sabrina, so I was kind of in and out. Um, I wish I could have spent more time. Um, you know being on set and, and, you know, kind of having fun more, but I really kind of wasn't. So I was just kind of in and out um, and just doing what I had to do. I was wondering about that because you had mentioned that. So you spent the, the last half of 2019 living in L.A., flying back and forth from Vancouver to Atlanta for four months? Well, at, at the end of 2019, I was living in New York still. Um, so I was basically at that time living in Vancouver for Sabrina and then coming back to Atlanta to do Cobra Kai. Oh, my God. That's a lot of airplane rides. Yeah, it was. It was. But I mean, fortunately, at the time, you know, I had the energy to do it. It was pre, you know, pandemic. So everybody was was flying around fine. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, seeing everybody on set, it's always so nice. You're, you, there's always a camaraderie because you're coming together doing, making something awesome, you know? So it's, it's just a good time. I, I, I know it's been a long time since, um, you know, filming um, for season three happened. But do you recall at all what the setup of the DS's house looked like uh, when you were filming? Like just kind of early on? Oh, I love the Diaz house so much. It's so cute. Um, the art direction on it is really nice and careful. And I always think I have to like find who on set does like the set design because there's always like books that are in the Diaz house and also like on set, like in the hospital room for season three that I was like, I think somebody left this book for me, you know, mm. in season three in the hospital room set, there was a book on forgiveness and I was like, I think somebody left this book for Carmen, you know, because in season three, that was really kind of a big thing that she had to do. She had to forgive Johnny and, 
um, work through that, you know, kind of, I, I say walk her own talk because she was the one who said show mercy and she had to, you know, decide whether to forgive him or not. That scene at the end of season two, um, uh, the first time I watched it, I love Carmen. I adore Carmen. Johnny and Carmen are my uh, OTP that are not yet together. Um, <laughs> Daniel and Amanda being the, I've got two OTPs. Daniel and Amanda are the ones that are together. I need to stay that way. And Johnny and Carmen need to get that way. Um, so when Carmen started going off on Johnny in the hospital, I'm like screaming at the TV. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. <laughs> um, and I was just, I was devastated at the end because they had, they'd come so close to getting together and then they broke up before they were even dating. And it's like, Oh no. Um, so the whole break, I was like messaging John, Josh and Hayden with pictures of Carmen and Johnny going, fix this, fix this now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they do have a staying power, you know, people want to see them together. And I think they're written in really uh, just a lovely way because they're kind of, learning from each other, um, evolving on their own in order to kind of get to this place where they can be together. But I mean, Johnny has his issues, you know, and uh, Carmen definitely has uh, her, uh, she's overcoming her own internal issues, which I think are a little bit more quieter, you know, than, than Johnny's. But uh, the way that they come together and the way that they talk, I just love. I just love their, their dialogue together and their ability to understand each other and have those heart-to-heart -heart conversations which kind of um they're very organic they kind of come out of nowhere um and i think it kind of maybe surprises them both you know as characters yeah the first real like the the the, the impetus for johnny to turn his life around and start you know drinking orange juice instead of beer and he comes home from you know a dinner across the courtyard with carmen and suddenly decides he has to change his entire life so yeah. I that was like, oh, OK, well, they're getting together. You know, that's just, that's, that's a thing. Um, yeah, I love that. Uh, I, I like what you said about the book in the, in the hospital. Um, I, I wonder if we have like a, a frame of that, you know, book in the background or something just to see. Uh, I remember when we were inside Johnny's apartment, like one of his CDs was a poison CD. And we're like, well, of course, you know, because like Johnny mentions poison at one point or maybe a poison song is in the soundtrack nothing but a good time is the first song there that we, we hear over johnny yeah see so uh it was the the attention to detail in in some of those placements um with the ds is like i i was w wondering like uh if, if the gurney was already in there or or some table or whatever uh they had for miguel because i feel like hayden wouldn't let us go into the ds's house because of what it was a hot set or something that it was ready to be filmed. And if we had seen like the table that, you know, Shola lays on, I think that would have spoiled it for us. But uh, yeah, you're just kind of wondering there. Yeah. You've, he's been wondering that for a long time because it, he let us run all over Johnny's. Peter made himself at home in Johnny's chair with a six pack of Coors. So I did. Um, <laughs> But then when it came time, we, we walked out thinking that we were going to go across the courtyard and go into apartment, you know, one and or yeah, and we didn't. We just yeah. we, we walked out and it's like, OK, why didn't we go into Miguel's apartment? 
Um, but that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and I have to say, I mean, tears, me and tears on this show are, you know, no strangers. Um, so you and Rose actually were the first people I cried for. Aww. When you were standing at Miguel's bed, begging him to come back to you. And yeah. you, you got me, you got me misty and like, you know, like ugly crying. And then Rose with her jokes about the Dodgers got me laugh crying. So yeah. what was that scene? Cause Sholo was in it, but you know, just laying there. So what was that scene? He did a like? fantastic job he playing did. there too. He, he, he did, yeah. uh, he did was... a fantastic job of playing a near corpse. Um, <laughs> but, but I mean, that scene is so emotional, kind of how difficult was that to get, did you ever cry for Carmen while you were doing that? Of course, of course. Uh, you know, I love, I love my character so much. I really do. The, there's deep stuff going on there. Um, you know, it's just kind of, it's, uh, it wasn't too hard because I think at, by the time we did season three, all of like the relationships and the circumstances I had built with her were already in place, you know? So, um, the relationship she has with Miguel, like that, who he is for her is already in place. So going into that circumstance of like, he maybe taken away from her, you know, through this tragedy, that's enough, you know, that's enough for me. Like, I'm just like, gosh. Um, and then also kind of like later on in the season, kind of exploring the, um, the caretaking for sure. Like, you know, I, I know I can personally relate to that. So I didn't want to, uh, sugarcoat that at all because, it's part of the human experience, you know. Um, sometimes we're pushed into those those uh, caretaking roles because we love so much, and that's that's something that we can all recognize, you know, as as humans. That's part of our journey. So I wanted to bring that to light in a truthful manner, and I I hope that I did. I definitely had like, I was like, had doubts afterwards. I was like, oh God, did I overdo it? Did I share too much? but I think it came out in a, in a nice way and I'm proud of it yeah it's beautiful absolutely beautiful thank you Lo love those moments with the Diaz's I, I, we don't get it enough but to be fair Miguel was in a coma um, <laughs> the last time you came on you shared that the um, I don't think you named anybody specifically but you mentioned the writers came to you and said hey we incorporated this dream sequence and you're like huh that's very funny so in season three, we go from, you know, season two dream to reality. Uh, but yeah, Carmen and uh, Johnny there. Can you share like what did you what your thoughts were? I don't know if you were told. Did you read it in a script? It was like, oh, my God, I got I, you know, Carmen and Johnny. Okay. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, how did you feel about that? Um, in the beginning of the seasons, they kind of, you know, give me the map of what's happening. And then, uh, yeah, I was kind of like, <laughs> I was like, oh man, like I have to be the instigator now. Like <laughs> I have to march into the apartment. Um, but it was, it's just some, one of those things that you're just like, okay, I have to do this thing and I have to get, you know, present in place with it and just have it happen. But I do love the way it was written that it's kind of, um, these echoes back to Johnny's dream. 
you know, where you're seeing it, and you're like, oh, wait, oh, this is recognizable because, you know, because we saw it before in this, uh, of course, like over, uh, over steamed up, you know, 80s hairband video way, but then you see it replayed in, in more of a reality, which I think is pretty nice. By the way, I know that they tried to shoot the 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 uh, car hood scene and it didn't like work well. So congratulations on perfectly recreating Tawny Katane on a kitchen table. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> a, a timing thing. They just didn't have enough time for it. So like, I I wish we would have had time for it. Right? That would have been so cool. But uh, there just wasn't. So. I actually thought that because my feeling on Johnny and Carmen has always been because Carmen has been on a toxic relationship and she could see the toxicity that Johnny still had in him. She was never going to actually get with him until she felt safe. So she had to be the instigator. And that poor man's television. I know, right? I was about to ask, like, I I can't, I mean... Uh, did you guys get that on the first shot? Uh, I'm sure it was rigged to fall off. So can you talk about performing that sequence? No, it wasn't. We had to do it a couple times. But, it, you know, it's kind of one of those things that feels like a dance. Once you get, like, the movements down, then you're like, all right, we're going to this dance. And um, it was just hilarious because, you know, there's basically somebody, like, you know, back there with, like, a little trigger, like, psh. So they had to get the timing right with that. So once we, we did it a couple times and then there was, I think there was one take, which is the take that they used where um, both me and Billy were like, that was it. That was it. We felt like that was the take. So um, it was fun. And I think I, I sustained my first Cobra cut injury on it. I like injured my finger or something. And uh, I was just like, oh, I got my first, uh, my first Cobra Kai injury. Cool. Yeah, you're a battle scar. You're yeah. a battle wound. Or, yeah. Your first filming injury, and it's from slamming Billy Zapka in a wall to kiss him? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, that's good. I like that Carmen gets her, her injuries, uh, you know, in a, a steamy scene. Look, love, loving Johnny is a rough job. It's a rough job. That's <laughs> actually very true. Look at what she's been through already. And they're not even yeah. together yet. That's a great line, too, Peter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So um, I have to ask, um, if you know the answer from season four, do not, you know, do not, like, give it away. But um, I'm just curious what your thoughts are on how Carmen would have reacted if Johnny had been able to walk in and say, I'm ready, I love you rather than being confronted with, you know, Miguel all beat to hell. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, interesting, right? Yeah. They were supposed to talk about it. Um, ah, that's interesting. I think uh, in that time and circumstances, she would have been, yeah, she would have welcomed him with open arms. Totally. I think so. That's good to hear. Because yeah. he, I think so, too. He almost screwed up so badly, and I was yelling at him, like the entirety of the season finale. No, stop, Carmen, stop, Carmen. And then he didn't kiss Allie and he went home and he's like, okay, that's it. I'm in love with this woman and this is just going to happen. And I know. So sweet, right? Yes. At that point, I mean, I'm watching it at home. <laughs> I'm watching it like a fan too. I'm like, no, go, go get it. <laughs> but me, Billy, me. 
I love how that the end of that season came together, and then you really saw like this drive in Johnny's character, which was really lovely to see. I'm hoping that we get because the the restaurant scene in Pulpo in uh, 209 was so fabulous and Carmen and Amanda had this like instant silent connection like the um totally cooked up together without ever saying a word about it trip to the bathroom mm-hmm. um, so I'm really hoping that with Johnny and Daniel um merging the dojos that we get to see a lot more interaction between Carmen and Amanda next season because I adore them together yeah me too I adore that too uh, seeing um, um, Carmen go to work uh, in that one episode, it made me feel some type of way, you know, because we're trying to think, like, what, what, what's processing in Johnny's mind? But as we get ready to wrap up, I do have one question. Um, did you get a chance to meet Elizabeth Shue, or was the scene of Carmen going to work, was that a little meta, and then you had to, like, fly and do, like, Sabrina or something like that? Yeah, I didn't get to meet Elizabeth Shue. I would have loved to. Uh, and I, as a fan watching it, I was just like, oh my God, the three of them are together again. Um, but no, that was shot. You know, we didn't have any scenes together. So for the purposes of like, you know, expediting everything and just filming wise, we didn't get to, we didn't get to meet. Uh, my last question is just kind of about the kind of behind the scenes. Cause I'm curious, um, who would you consider of the kids, the biggest, like, prankster of the kids you, oh you, you Brianna you, you cut off uh, oh. a few words oh, there. I did okay um yeah I'm I'm curious because we've we've talked to you know so many of the kids so from an adult perspective which of the kids would you consider like the biggest prankster jokester the one that is cutting everybody else up most of the time you mean behind the scenes yes 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 oh god um Probably Sholo. I don't know. Probably Sholo. But I also work with Sholo the most, so I, you know, know that more. He's always making jokes, and he like pulls references from Adam. I'm like, how do you know all of these references? It's like way before your time. Um, but he's hilarious. He he really is. He's just a jokester. Well, yeah, we we had a blast speak with them. We were, it was all laughs. Him and Jake. They, all, all the kids. Even yeah. the pale friend, you know, is really funny. <laughs> pale, pale friend, Dimitri. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, it's it's my favorite line. I, I guess I can't use it when we review C, uh, episode two, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, now, we mentioned bonding earlier in the episode. Is there anything else, Vanessa, that you'd like to promote that you can promote or anything just for people to keep an eye out? Any upcoming interviews, anything like that? Uh, I don't think so. No, n- nothing else. Uh, yeah. No. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a little curious. I wanted to ask back at the beginning, I forgot. Are you still modeling or have you moved away from that now that you're acting? I've moved away from that. Um, well, I mean, I wouldn't turn down a modeling job. Sure. Why not? Uh, but no, it's more more acting now. Okay. Yeah. I just because I, uh, I, I love your your modeling photos. They're just they're uh, thank gorgeous. You. Yeah. Thank you. So do I. Uh, <laughs> that is a look, completely just, non-innocent innocent look on his face um i support everybody from the show and i love to follow them on all their endeavors so you know i'm, I'm here for all of it okay. uh, thank you That's i'm grateful for you peter you, you cover the show in such a wonderful way so thank, thank you. you so much Vanessa. he's yeah. a fucking legend that's what we call him around here he's a fucking legend uh, uh, 
That's what Brianna calls me. I mean, <laughs> but but Vanessa, thank you so much for giving us your time because we know you're in Atlanta, so we're you know we're we're gonna be patient and uh, no spoilers, Peter. I, well, oh, okay, we won't be patient, and um, but anyway, we'll uh, yeah we'll we'll keep an eye on, on things, and we look forward to uh, seeing Carmen if she returns. <laughs> Right, she's just hanging out in Atlanta to see friends. It's nothing, nope, that doesn't mean a thing. Right. Thank you, Vanessa. It was wonderful to meet you. Thank you, Brianna. It's nice talking with you guys. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.